Hello and welcome to So You Think You Can Fanon. Please check the link tree in the description and see all of our beautiful, lovely, salacious links to listen to more. Thank you. Alright guys, listen up. So today we're going to be doing the book club. Yes. <sighs> yep. You you sound like there's something on your mind. <laughs> oh well, I don't know. Could be the book things. we just read. <laughs> yeah, I don't. What are your um? What is the book that we just read, Bertram? We just read Orconomics <clears throat> by uh, I forget the author's name. Is it like Zachary Pike or something? Is that it? Um, I'm pulling it up. Jay Zachary Pike. Jay Zachary Pike. Yes. Uh, yeah. That's what sure. we read. Orconomics, a satire. Yeah. Was it truly a satire? We'll discuss that. Yes. So let's get up the uh, the, 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 the list, the q Yeah, I pulled list. it up. I pulled it Good up. Job. Did you like it? The first question is loaded. Did you like it? Um... I'm going to say, yeah, I th- okay. think okay. I, okay, I liked it, but that's not like, a, that's not like a compliment. Like it was, it was okay. a, I didn't dislike it more it's, than I liked it. It's yes with an asterisk. And I will tell you why. Hold okay, on, we yeah. have the list. We have the list, right? Where's the list? It's we put pinned it in, in our DMs. Oh, that's right. I was like, it's in the server, right? It's in the fucking server. No. I feel like um, it's in the server every time, and it's never yeah. there. <laughs> so, the reason that I say asterisk is because, as like decent as the book was, like it was a serviceable book. Yes. It was competent. I, there was, there is a book on the fan and book club list called Troll Slayer by William King. It's a Warhammer novel. And it's just a more interesting version of this book, I think. Okay. Um, obviously there are differences, but the whole like concept of like a, a plucky, like washed up dwarf adventurer, in his squire going on adventures uh, is done way better in that book to the point where there's like 20 of them. They made so many like blank Slayer books to the point where they ran out of them. And the last one's just called Slayer because they were like, yeah, fucking uh, Slayer. (laughs) That's awesome. Exactly which book. Okay, uh, book eleven is where they give up on a okay the on the Slayer titles until the final book because they made ten that were blank Slayer and then they were like we can't fucking do this anymore. There's too many. <laughs> There's too many. We've already used all of the baddies. Can't slay yeah. anymore, so now we just slay <laughs> everything. Yes. Um. Yeah, I think it's less comedic, but yes. Like, I don't think the point of this one was to be comedic. uh, Yeah, but I don't think comedy was accomplished very much, in my opinion. You know what? I have the opposite opinion. I thought it was very. I thought it was very funny right up until the end. (laughs) Mm, The I have a lot to say about the end, and I'm sure you do too. Me too. But (laughs) I, I would also say yes, asterisk, because there there were parts of it that I enjoyed. And then other parts of it that I did not enjoy. Uh huh. Like I actually really liked the characters. I did too. But, but I thought that they just needed like more. Uh huh. Like they were just not as fleshed out as I would have liked. Which I mean, I guess it makes sense since <sighs> it's like supposed to be a satire, and it's like you know they're supposed to be relying on tropes. But, like, I thought they were genuinely, like, all pretty likable. Yeah. And interesting. <clears throat> and I wish I knew more about them. Uh-huh. 
my my like main takeaway of this book that I keep thinking about is he the author Jay Zach like <laughs> should have gone one way or the other with it. Like he either should have went full satire or made it fully like its own fantasy thing because to uh-huh. me it kind of exists in this was- like middle ground where it's like being one or the other at different points. It and felt it, a lot closer to just a regular fantasy thing yes, than it did a satire. It did. I mean, obviously there were elements of satire in it, but yeah, but you can have something have elements of satire and have and it not be yes. a satirical piece. And I yes. think that's where this sits. It's def- I don't think it's a satirical piece. It doesn't really deconstruct to be. anything. <laughs> The only thing it really deconstructs is the concept of adventure. Like, adventuring parties are actually greedy, actually. And that's yes, been adventuring done tropes. If Sword Art Online can do that before you do, <laughs> you can't call yourself well, a satire. Okay. It was written quite a bit ago. Well, quite it was a written while. in 2014. That's quite and a while. That was... Dude, that is almost a decade ago. <laughs> shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> Where did Sword Art Online come out? 2012. Okay. So yeah, I'm right. What if he doesn't like anime? Two, Sword of Online started in 2002. <laughs> That's insane. Oh, it's a self-published novel series started. In oh, okay. okay. So, so the so the the light novel started into the, the novels. Yeah, and that's what I count. Damn. But maybe he's not an anime guy. I mean, I would assume not. He his about the author made it sound like he's like my dad yes he probably like pretty is. much just my dad he's like oh <laughs> i used to be a D nerd and now i'm a D nerd and an author and it's like that sounds like what my dad would do if he were a <laughs> yes um who was your favorite character okay i have two are you I gonna say gleebeck yes gleebeck is like one? on the top like and then gorm I actually really liked Gorm. I, I, I did was, too. But I thought he was an interesting character that he was like very gruff, but also like cared a lot about people. I, I like Gorm, but I like the main character of Troll Slayer way more. Yes. And for that's the fair. same reasons that I like Gorm. That is totally like, fair. Gorm is cool, I guess, but like. Gotrek is way cooler of a character. Is he more badass? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> we'll talk about that. Don't you worry. I have things to say about. Um, well, you can't. You can't spoil it too much since yeah. we're gonna read it eventually. Who is your least favorite character? My least favorite character. Now, I'm gonna say central character, like of the party, because like of we can party. say like yes, because there's the a fucking, lot of characters. The capitalists that were, yes. you know, in charge of the fucking society or whatever. Yes, because I definitely didn't like those people. Yeah, those um, people. I'm gonna say Katha. You didn't like her. I thought no, she was pretty interesting. I, I have reasons. Okay. Um, built into the satirical element of the okay uh, of the series of the setting that I don't think uh, works because they like, once again they kind of didn't decide I guess they he didn't decide one way or the other yes. whether or not he wanted to go full satire or not or and legit like, yeah um, what about you hmm if not her then the mages just there as a bundle they yeah were both... i i would say the mages that is as a bundle i didn't like too much i mean i can't really call them my least favorite character it's just like i i can see what he was going for to like try and like parody the like enemy <laughs> lovers kind of thing but it was just sort of like but it was just enemies to lovers it, it, it was enemies to lovers light like it was just it was very diet it was very like not well expanded on mm-hmm. also if you're gonna do a satire that's enemies to lovers uh <laughs> like go big or go home man like uh-huh. m- make it crazy make it like the main villain or like the capitalist dudes in the story like falls in love with one of them one of the uh-huh. main party members like that would be crazy it would be like I yeah mean... we're doing that i don't know as I said, um, if you're doing from the satire <laughs> angle. Yeah. What was your favorite moment? 
favorite moment? Do I have a favorite moment? I don't Do think you... I have a favorite moment. I guess my favorite moment is the is the the orc village chapter. Yes. Where yeah, the, I... the miscommunication was funny. <laughs> that was so funny. And then and that is my favorite moment because the, it was fun. I also really liked later on when the troll Thane was <laughs> like, "Yeah, don't you know, like, oh, like orange over green, man? No, wait, green over yeah, orange, did man. You know that? Like, Come <laughs> on, man. What, are you stupid? <laughs> he was just like, I thought you knew. Like that's why I didn't like do anything. That was really funny. I would say that was my favorite moment as well. We'll we'll get to the least favorite moment though. <laughs> oh, we most certainly will. Um, that's for later. That's for the spoiler section. I don't even know if I can say that this book had important themes because I don't. It it doesn't make a it sense. Has, it has like. themes. <laughs> there are themes. <laughs> We're 10 minutes into this episode and we've covered the non-spoiler section because everything we have to say about this book <laughs> is a spoiler. That's true. Would you recommend it? Was it worth reading? I'm going to say that's probably a, a no from you if because it seems like you would rather recommend Troll's Lair. I mean, you're, you're right. like, yes, you're like, yes, I could. Uh, I could have you read this book, but read this better okay. one instead. Here's what I will say. If you have read Troll Slayer already, don't, don't read this one. <laughs> and you have a library card where you can get the book for free, or you have uh, Audible and you get a free token every month, and you really don't have anything else to spend it on, then I would recommend it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of asterisks for that, too. This is just the asterisk episode. (laughs) All I have are asterisks. I don't know. I I would say that um, I would not recommend it because, okay, and I paid paid money for this book. You bought this book? I bought this book on Kindle, though, so it wasn't it wasn't that expensive. Mm. I think I also got it with like a digital credit, so I think it was only ended up being like a dollar or two so like you know it, it didn't break the bank i didn't get like the 20 dollar hardcover edition or something no i just got a little digital thing but um if we had not been doing this for the podcast i would not have finished it yeah I you would... spent a lot of time not finishing it i know it, it was it was up till the very wire I'm I'm sorry for being so wishy-washy with it, but it was just no, like you're good. I, I have not been about this book. I <laughs> went out of my way to listen faster so I didn't have to <laughs> You didn't have to do what to I did. Anymore. Which is just like fear not. I will finish. Yeah, I was just Eventually. like if I, if I get this done, then I don't have to listen to it. In the eleventh hour. Well, I did it in the 11th hour, and let me tell you, it did not make the experience better. Uh-huh. <laughs> it made it worse. The deadline made it worse. Um, but yeah, if I, I wouldn't recommend it. No offense to like the author. It's just... I he found it kind of... worse on the second one. So surely it's better. Will I read it? No. But surely it's probably <laughs> better. Maybe in the future of the book club when we're really out of things to think about. <laughs> like, There's a lot of books we could go through besides that. Like we could even turn to like classical literature before we could turn to that. That's yeah. Like I could bust out some like Hemingway or something and we'll just read that because I do not like Hemingway. Fun fact. So we can be angry about Hemingway is, or at least I can. What is you? What do you mean this book has a four and a half star review on Goodread? I know. Everyone likes it. I know. It's like. And I was I was reading through the reviews on Goodreads before this episode, like just Uh just to see, you know, and I saw all of them that were like, great job. Phenomenal. Awesome writing. Awesome characters. Great satire. I laughed a lot. And it's like. I got like a, a quite a few nose chuckles, you know, like a 
and that's uh-huh. that's about it. And it was it was not it was not the glittering experience. I mean, to be fair, it's not poorly written in terms of like the writing style. Uh huh. It, it wasn't like, you know, incompetently done. It wasn't chain of memories. It wasn't painful. It was just kind of like there is there are things happening, but it's but the pacing is like never correct on any of them. <laughs> Uh-huh. Like it kind of just felt like so many of the like events I would have liked to see more of got rushed and then the ones that I like don't care about were so long. <laughs> it was it was the book equivalent of like a match made in hell. <laughs> Reviews are saying that the second book is way better than the first book. So like maybe then. That's maybe. Good. Maybe we the will check it out. It's a bit more clever. There are more trope twists and the humor is stronger. The underlying message is still as strong, if not stronger. And the okay. book is a lot closer to being a Terry Pratchett. Okay. I don't think you should compare anything to Terry Pratchett. If a you lot of people oh, compared Orconomics to Terry Pratchett too. And it's like, I really? Think <laughs> comparing anything to Terry Pratchett is ever a good idea. I've only anyone. read Good Omens for the record, but like uh-huh. that was a damn good book. Is that the one book. with David Tennant? Yes, it's that one. I've never seen the TV show. My but ex was I read really the into the TV show, and I was like, "That's the Doctor." Yes, I mean from the clips I've seen of it, like I haven't seen any full episodes, but from the clips I've seen of it, like it's it's good. Mm-hmm. The book's really good, though. Totally recommend that one. Um, read uh-huh. <laughs> read that instead of Orkonomics. <laughs> But oh. yeah, um, if the second one is better, then maybe I will consider it because I did like the title. Like I, I only wanted to read this so that I could get to the second one, Son of a Lich, because I think it's so funny. And now oh. I understand why the title is what it is. Mm-hmm. But, you know. This was an experience. It was in not the same way as uh kafka and the shore was an experience yeah like it's, i don't think uh, it's like the it opposite kind of book <laughs> i don't think it was bad right like it was a competently written novel yes um the audiobook i don't know if it was actually i can look it up uh whether or not it was read by the author or not um but if it wasn't they should have gotten somebody else to read it <laughs> Was it that bad? It, it, it was. It was. It was not the author who read it, so they should have gotten someone else to read it. What was it like? Can you do an impression of how it was read? Um, no. He just <laughs> had a really annoying voice. Oh, okay. Describe it for the listeners. What was his voice like? High pitched and annoying. So was he like? Um, hold on, let me let me find like the book, aka my <laughs> Kindle. Here, I'll try to do an impression of what he might sound like. Oh no, my Kindle is dead. Okay, here's listen to his listen to his voice. There you go. Okay. I mean, I don't know. It just doesn't Can have we dox his name. Oh, it says yeah. not found. Um, add the period into the link because it didn't put the period as part of the link for some reason. Ah, uh, that would yes, help. Uh, well, he's a he's he's a person <laughs> who exists on the internet. Doug Tisdale Jr. Okay, let's see. Oh, he his sample is from Orkonomics. Yeah, like I don't know. His voice, he oh, just yeah. reads like a guy reading a book and not like an audiobook like performance. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he has voices for the characters, but they're all kind of the same except for Gorms, which is just like, what do you think a dwarf would sound like? <laughs> Sorry, there were no words there, but that's what I think a dwarf would sound like. <laughs> <laughs> You know, like, like gruff, like. Wait, hold on, let me see if I can pull it. Like, he's like, 
oh, I'm Gorm Ingerson. I'm going to kill this guy. That's what he sounds like when he reads okay. Gorm. So it's exactly like, what I would imagine him yeah, to sound like, like then. The only voice that they really have for Gorm is like everyone else is just kind of the same like, hello, I am this character and I talk like this. <laughs> that was actually an I think that was a pretty good impression of how he reads. Yes. They should have gotten someone else to read it, though. I agree. Like, mm-hmm. maybe his voice can work for other stuff. Because clearly he's done, like, a lot of fantasy yeah, and sci-fi stuff. But This was the thing he should have been on. Yeah. But it's all fantasy and sci-fi, so I don't know if there is anything that I would want to hear him read. You just don't like his voice. <laughs> I just don't like, I don't his like voice. it either. From listening like, to just a few seconds of it, I don't like it either. It's like if I narrated an audiobook, and that's not a compliment. <laughs> that would be funny, though. <laughs> that would be really funny. I mean, I guess our listeners do not have to like think about us narrating an audiobook because, like, yeah. literally, we do <laughs> that on a weekly basis. That's true. That, that they, is what our podcast is now that i think about it maybe i shouldn't have imagine it maybe i shouldn't have said that because that is just what our podcast is <laughs> well to um, be fair matt usually narrates and there's a reason for that that's true this guy should have hired matt to narrate the audio i think matt should be hired matt to read like voice everything 10 years ago as he did today when he was four fucking 14 years old so <laughs> He should have been getting on that audiobook career 14 years ago. True. He should still ago. do it. <laughs> um, but yeah, anything else you want to say before we get into spoilers, which I'm pretty sure probably all we're going to do is talk about the ending. The setting was fine. The setting was fine. Yes, it, it was, was okay. Pretty run of the mill fantasy world. Okay, the the only thing here's the like elephant in the room or whatever. Since it's called Orconomics, it's supposed to be about economics in general and like talk about capitalism mostly. And like I think it does an okay job oh, of doing that. I do have something non-spoilerly spoilery I want to talk about when you're done. I'm done now. I'm just saying like oh, okay. cuz we haven't really described like what the plot is. Mm-hmm. this entire time but Do it's basically really like know, though like no i have no idea it just like happens band of misfit adventurers <laughs> join together uh to deliver some marbles to people yeah. plus capitalism two things <laughs> thing number one first of all more, yes. the, mo- the more important complaint i have about the book um it just takes way too long for anything to happen i was like fucking like and also a third of like a third to two-thirds of the way fucking into the or not two-thirds like almost halfway and i'm sitting there and i'm like nothing has happened yes like literally nothing happens for the first like over a third but less than half of the book it's mostly character introductions and world building until the first half which would work the only person who can get away with that is tolkien yes well i mean tolkien sir i've read tolkien Uh uh-huh uh-huh but anyway (laughs) an elaboration on that well, but I've I've read Lord of the Rings and I've read The Hobbit, so there I think, you go. I was saying that guy is in Tolkien, not you. Oh, okay. I, meant, I thought like, you said the, I meant the author. I the author you said is in I Tolkien. haven't read it. Like, yes, no, I no. I said you are not Tolkien, sir. Oh, like the the guy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the, the author I completely misheard you then. Quinto. Yes, but yeah, he's definitely not. Um, I, I think there's a few other authors that can get away with that. They're all fantasy authors, though, and they all write like egregiously long books. Uh huh. Like, <laughs> like the, the one we're about to read list. in June. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. I'm sure he'll be like that. Oh, but sure. anyway, um, I agree with that. 
uh, it it did just take way too long for things to happen. And when things did <coughs> happen, it kind of like meandered a lot and you couldn't really tell where anything was going. Uh-huh. And I guess There's that's by design. Near the end of the book that feels like it should be really important. And it's just kind of not. <laughs> yes. It's like, oh, now this is happening. <laughs> and my other complaint is that if you're going to establish a, a fantasy setting and not like get specific on like the races, like if you want me to operate oh on gosh. the races and how the they kobolds. work, like uh, they do in like regular fantasy, you're not going to tell me that a kobold is furry because a kobold is a, a lizard, a lizard man. Like, a small lizard man, but a lizard man nonetheless. Yes, and they were supposed to be dogs, I guess, in here. Yeah, yeah that that was confusing. When you, when you texted me about what the book thinks a kobold is, <laughs> I was, like, not at that part yet. I was quite far away from it. But when I did actually read it, it was like, oh... Now I understand why Jake was asking me this random question. I was just now so I confused. Get it. Maybe they're furry lizards. Maybe they're supposed to look like um, the luck dragon from the Neverending Story, which is like Maybe. a dog, dog-like lizard. Well, really, it's just a long dog, but you know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know. This whole book was like an I don't know <laughs> kind of experience. Yeah. Anyway, should we uh, tell some spoilers? Yeah, sure. So spoiler number one is that they're remaking Metal Gear Solid 3. Oh, damn. <laughs> That's all. Not, not relevant at all, but thank you. Really, I'm just really excited about that. <laughs> Thank you for the announcement. Should we uh, make a break for the ad here? Oh, uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's go for it. Okay. Ad break. Ad break. And we're back. Welcome to the spoiler section where we talk about the fucking ending of this book and how <laughs> it made me. Oh, my gosh. Okay. You're... Oh. I want your thoughts first since you read I it first. I think that what you are mad about and what I am mad about are the same thing. Probably. They fucking fridged Gleebeck. Yes. They fridged him. They they did. They fridged him. They fucking literally they killed him off screen. Yes, they didn't even have the dignity to let us see it happen. They no. fucking they literally fridged his, him. His corpse was just lying there. And it felt so cheap. Unearned. It felt yeah. unearned. It felt cheap. <coughs> I felt used. I was, I was like, mad. I was like, you made me care about this goblin just to kill him off. The way they like talk about the beads in his hand, they're like, oh, the beads moved. Why did they move? And I'm like, oh, maybe he lived actually. But no, but no. he just is dead. He's just dead. And you know what? I'm going to say this right here, right now. I think besides him dying, I think the whole rest of the ending was like, not good. <laughs> Lame as fuck. Like it, it, this felt like the ending to like <laughs> the second book kind of material. Yeah, I like, think I, I barely know who these people are. Over the course of this, and I haven't seen them develop in quite the ways uh -huh. that like I would like for them to develop, you know, like there's been a little bit of character development, but it's like, yeah, this the is fucking the little bit of character development they got is because they fucking fridged Glee back. So Gorm could have his fucking power, <laughs> yes. like power up moment. Yes. But I'm talking about like, I don't know, the mage, the Laruna, La her, La I mean, she, she got she some got, development. She got some know. development, but it didn't feel like, and it didn't feel like it 
because they spent so long not developing her yes, that when that they developed her, it just like, happened. Different. Like, yeah. it was like, oh, she can do it now. Yes. She can do it from the power of love. Power of love. <laughs> also, the plot twist that, um, what's his name? The other one. Jeremy. The other man. Jin? Jin, yeah, I got the J right. Jeremy. <laughs> Jin is the son of the lich from the beginning of the book. Yes. And then they just don't elaborate on it. <laughs> well, and they then kind of do. They're like, they're, they're like, oh, I can't believe you'd lie about this. And he was like, like, well, they'd he, kill me if I didn't. Yeah. And then they're like, no, we're going to still be mad at you. I know. That was just like so annoying. And then it just doesn't get resolved. No, they're just like, well, we're still mad at you <laughs> at the end of the book. Mm hmm. But it, they're still gonna have him in the party anyways. But they're just mad. Yeah, still. of course. But like, like this. It makes like, no sense why they would be mad. Son though. of a genocidal necromancer that fucking ruined my life. I'm just gonna like not have him elaborate on it and just be fine with it. Also, if if you're gonna like throw that in there, right? Like, I think it would be interesting if in it had any weight. In, well, yeah, if it had any weight. But here's a way that it could have weight, okay? <sighs> so they part of the like plot twist is also that they get betrayed by the people who are like, sending them on the quest to begin with. And I'm re I really am not like a hundred percent sure how that even like worked, honestly. Um, but if if you're gonna make a betrayal arc. Why make it betrayal of literally the dude at the beginning who I didn't even remember that we saw at the beginning of the book? The mask or whatever his name yeah. was. He was the one doing it. But it's like, if you're going to make somebody betray, what, like, why don't you just make, you know, the, the like, lich son be the betrayer? Like if you're gonna if you're gonna have all these things, because well, the mask is the one that did it, but that was like the plan the whole time. Yes, like, it was technically Johan, 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 Johan. They call him Johan in the audiobook. That's terrible. <laughs> um, I hate like, the narrator even the, more. His whole plan was based around that. At least yes. that's what I feel like is implied. Yes, based on. But, uh, Making, uh, questing profitable again by making non-combatant papers by mean a, nothing. Yeah, by starting a war. Yes. Like the Middle, a race East, war. Middle East. A literal race war, by the way. <laughs> they have no stance on whether or not it's the, they should... If, so they... they Go very back and forth on whether or not the Shadowkin should be treated as like an allegory yeah. for my enemies or not. It's really strange. It's like, and then at um, the end they're like, "Yeah, we're just gonna fucking genocide them," and it's like, um, <laughs> okay. And then the party members are just like, "Yeah, we're not gonna do that," but there's no like grand revelation to that or like anything. It's just kind of like, yeah, I'm mad that you, like, killed all these orcs off, and I'm mad that you killed our goblin friend. Because we were supposed to uh, get our, our uh, you know, our titles reinstated and get glory and all that, and you just, like, yanked it away from us and then killed our friends. Which also just kind of feels weird to me. Uh -huh. Like, I don't know. Like, the fact that they even express anger about being like, well, this whole, like, this whole thing was a sham and we're not actually getting our cool rewards that we wanted. Uh-huh. It kind of feels like that was more of a motivation for them to go rogue than even, like, justice. Like, I know they even say, like, okay, we want justice, but it feels weird. Also, it really just comes out of nowhere. Yes. Because, like, again, if the plot, like, doesn't move. For so long. For so long. And then it just kind of all happens at once. Yes. It all happens in, like, the last third of the book. Really. It never feels like they get any closer to their goal, even when, like, physically in distance they get closer to their goal. Yes. And then they're just like, 
we made it to the orc settlement and we got new weapons and we're and gonna we're give gonna them go the marbles gonna go to the lich tower yes and, and then he's a lich also yeah the lich just isn't important <laughs> they're like true. oh the big evil bad guy that like almost ruined the world forever is back alive as a lich so he's immortal and then he Mi- just fucks off yeah it's really he- weird he's like yeah and then he you just leaves him in, like one hit and then he just fucks off they're like, oh no, how dare you, like, kill my my dark magic thingamajig, and then just leaves. <laughs> it, it was very weird. I was wondering if you were also getting the sense of, like, I have no idea where this plot is going. <laughs> I have no idea where it's been. <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense. Also, I thought it was a an odd addition for the troll to just be scaring off all of the like minor creatures that might want to like deal with them. Like it makes it very low stakes when nothing is hurting the main characters. And the only thing that they think hurts them actually just wanted their commerce and that's it. Yeah. Considering (laughs) this supposed to be like an adventuring party, like they barely, they don't fight anybody. They don't fight anybody until the very end. They spend the entire book like training for party combat. Yes. And then they just don't. The only thing they fight is like the weasel thing off screen while Katha is doing her thing. Which speaking of her thing. Yeah. Why didn't you like her? So if you want to do like a satirical like. Oh, health potions are a drug in an addiction, and so this character is struggling with an addiction. Why are you also going to make her an alcoholic? Yeah, that didn't really make sense to me either. Like, you already have the one character flaw. You don't need, like, the same... It's literally the The same same, thing. The same flaw duplicated. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was an interesting premise, though, that she was, like, addicted to health potions or whatever. Yeah, but that wasn't even, like, a problem for most of the book. I'd no, say the alcoholism it... was a problem for more of it than the health potion and addiction. And they, like, just got it away from the power of love. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was literally just like, yeah, I, I swear I see this, like, weird dude in the forest, and it makes me not want to drink anymore. <laughs> It's yeah, like, I went into, like, a patch in the forest that was pretty, and now I'm, like, not an alcoholic now, now I'm sober completely. Now I've graduated from AA <laughs> just by looking at this one patch in the woods. Yeah, that was weird. I don't think that's, like, necessarily, like, her as a character that's a problem. I think it's just, like, a problem of the plot itself. Just like meandering around, because oh. you think about it, and you could have made a nice message instead of having it be the power of, I guess, stalking would it be yeah, more like what happens. Really yeah, the power of stalking um, gets rid of her alcoholism and addiction. You could have just made it so, like, I don't know, she gets into like a terrible accident and like somebody almost dies or whatever, and it's because she was off being drunk. And instead of like actually helping people, but that doesn't really happen. Like, there's no stakes when she disappears. There's no point where they need help. No. Or if they like did need help, it's like her being gone wasn't going to make or break it in some (laughs) way. And and that was that was a lot of just the problem that I had with the plot. Besides the pacing being weird, it was just also like there was no stakes and like things were not connected together properly. Mm-hmm. It, it was missing the connective tissue and the meat of the story, you know? Yeah. It, it's felt like we may have gotten just like a first draft of a story rather than like an actual story. It just, it, it needed to be workshopped a bit more. Yeah. 
I guess if the like second book is better, then maybe. Yeah. But it's like I don't even know where it's gonna go from here. Because <laughs> oh, I don't, oh. I don't even know where it went from here. They find another goblin. I'm. They would have to. I'm sure the like <laughs> orc guy who ended up surviving is probably going to show back up and probably become part of the party. But I don't know because our predictions of what was going to happen in the party didn't work out. Yeah, because our prediction was that Gleebeck was going to be the seventh hero. And that just, like, didn't happen. No. They're like, oh, yeah, the prophecy actually just fucking wasn't true, actually. Fuck you. (laughs) Yes. What else is there to say about this book? I mean, a lot, probably. A lot, probably. I didn't like Johan. Well, who would? Who would like Johan? Yeah, I get that's the point. Who would like the capitalists? Come on. But the way he laughs is annoying. He's like, aha! Yes. The way he does it every time (laughs) uh, in the audiobook, he just goes, aha! And that's it. That's kind of hilarious, though. Yeah. What else is there? Certainly there's more to say about this book besides being like, oh, they fridged Gleebeck and the (laughs) ending was dog shit. But the thing is, the ending was literally the most memorable part of the book, but not in a good way. So it kind kind of overshadowed the whole rest of the book. And as we've been alluding to, like the whole rest of the book wasn't really super well spelled out anyways. Yeah, like, I it, honestly, the book was so decent, like, uh, it was just okay. <laughs> that the bad ending just kind of like fucking ruined it. Yes. Yes. And I, I like, I said to either Matt or Sergio, I don't remember, but it was like, I finished it and it was like the, the ending made the rest of the book just feel Pointless. Pointless, yes. Also, you know what? Here's another thing that makes it feel pointless. Think about it this way. Everyone in the party is no better off than when they started. I mean, they're all worse off than when they started. Yes, they're they're worse off, but not (laughs) in a way that, like... Is interesting. Is interesting, yes. Like, Laruna became, like, a proper mage and not an apprentice, but, like, that doesn't matter, because now she's a criminal. Yes, they're all criminals, so nothing they did mattered. And every single part of their quest just contributed to starting a race war. Like, (laughs) I can see how that would be good material for a book that had, like, better commentary but it was just I it, how that it was would just be not really it. good for like a black comedy satire book but that's not what this book was yeah it wasn't black comedy yes it was barely comedy in general it was mostly half just a jokes. lot of like wordplay it felt like half of the jokes were like gleeback makes noise what did he say i don't know Yes. I don't speak Shadowkin. I he's a fucking goblin. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> and then at that point, like when like Gorm goes Super Saiyan because fucking Gleebeck dies, she's like, You was my friend and you killed him. And he didn't uh, even understand why? what he was saying. He didn't saying know anything he ever said. Yes. All he did was follow you around and fucking like shit on your fucking bed. He even said, like, he was a terrible squire, too. He was like, you ate all my food and you ate everything else that wasn't even edible. (laughs) He's like, you couldn't even make me come. (laughs) Basically, (laughs) that would have made the book way funnier if he said that, though. (laughs) (laughs) You You couldn't work the clit, Gleebeck, you're fired. (laughs) Gleebeck couldn't even find the clit. 
Honestly, I think the most interesting part of the book was at the beginning of the book where there were like dwarves don't have females, so no one yes. knows how they reproduce. And I was like, that's cool. That's interesting. And then they didn't do anything with it. Well, they they did mention that he like doesn't like to take off his clothes or whatever. Mm-hmm. And and that dwarves are very modest. They did mention that. Yeah. I think I think it was something having to do with like bathing or something where it was like, yeah. Gorm didn't bathe because dwarves don't like to be naked. Uh huh. I thought the world building was interesting, but I would have liked to see more of it actually like play out. I think because because the parts that were in there about the world building were really funny, like the green over orange beads and stuff. Like uh-huh. if if we had more of the like I don't know just weird things pertaining to each fantasy race just being mentioned like i think that would be really interesting mm-hmm. like if you're gonna if you're gonna make a satire and you want to come up with like a world building thing that's both unique and then also like subverts expectations you want to kind of spend some time on that uh-huh. instead of just spending time on like basically what could have been a training montage <laughs> yeah Except it also, was way Nil, longer. Nil dying, like he just got like he had no character arc. <laughs> yeah, he just got iced. <laughs> he just died. He was like, "I'm not For- the hero," and then they're like, "Oh, who is the hero?" And he's like, "I don't know." And then he leaves and dies. Yes, and that felt weird. And he felt weird in general because they were even saying like, "Oh, Nil, you're really like cool and nice and stuff," and it's like, where? Yeah, I didn't notice. <laughs> I was I was uh, too busy being distracted by him being like not a character. Mm-hmm. And not playing any role besides like recapping events that we don't get to see. Uh huh. Like we, we could have just had them written about, but no, we have to read his like little paragraphs about (coughs) what happened in his like scribe book that was also weird it's like Uh why why was this here yeah because it didn't advance the plot either it was just more descriptions of what happened when they were training and that was it Mm -hmm. it's just too much training like i the the parts in like video games and like fantasy novels my least favorite part is the training montage and that was like half of this book uh-huh like i yeah. get that we have to characterize them but normally you characterize people using actual conflict and not just them learning how to do things mhm yeah i just I don't know what else we can say. <laughs> there's just there's not a lot to say because as we've said it's not a bad book objectively. It's just the only thing notable about it was the last third. That's it. Mm-hmm. In a bad way. In a bad way. I just hope the second book's better and any future books. I hope they're better. I hope they cooked a little longer because that's what I think the problem with this book is. I think it just didn't cook long enough. You know, like I think Uh it didn't it didn't go through enough iterations or drafts or whatever. It didn't get thought about long enough. Uh Maybe the author just had a bad editor or something. I don't know. Maybe the editor was only editing for, like, grammar and stuff instead of plot ideas. I have no idea. It just... I'm not mad. I'm disappointed. (laughs) I don't, like, regret reading it. I don't don't regret reading it, but as I said, if I didn't have to read it for the podcast, I would not have finished it. there is no way like it was just too boring for the first half of it well i got good news what is it next month's book should statistically be better 
because we yes. are reading what we're reading hold on let me go pull it off of my shelf we're reading uh the eye of the world by robert jordan <laughs> and that's the first wheel of time book so an actual Whoa. fantasy book and it's Whoa. very long my copy i was is so mad about the end of this book that i was tempted to swap wheel of time out for troll slayer just so we could fucking read it <laughs> although i, I mean i do could. have a pitch I, I i do have a pitch i think we should What's do wheel pitch? of time next month but yes. um i figure reading july's book that we won't spoil but you yes. know what it is yes we could probably squeeze in another book because it's a different format than what we usually do. That's and we'll take true. a lot of time. So we could do Troll Slayer in July. That is true. We can try. If, if you are interested. I think it, uh, Troll Slayer isn't that long. I mean, um, presumably it would go faster than, than this one did for me. It's 284 pages. Oh, that's easy. I can do that. Um, yeah, it's good. I enjoyed it when I read it a while, two years-ish ago, which doesn't feel like it was that long ago, but it certainly has been. Yeah, let's go for it. Let's read two books in July. Yeah. Let's get some content. Get some content. We could just combine. We could record two episodes or just combine it. Doesn't really matter. I think we'll just record two episodes. Make it easy. Yeah. But yeah. 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 Next Any month final doing... thoughts? No, I have no, I have nothing left okay. to say. Okay, six. I'd give it a six out of ten. Yeah, I I would say it's a six out of ten. It's not terrible. It's not great. I'm not going to remember it past today, probably. Yeah. <laughs> when we read Troll Slayer, you're gonna feel way better about that book now that we have this book. Good. Uh, in in context. Yeah, we can compare and contrast when we get to it. Yeah. But yeah, that's all I got. Do you have anything? That's all I got. Cool. I, I do kind of want to read the second book just to see if it is better, but maybe we'll, maybe we'll in the cross future. that bridge later. Yeah. All right. Well, I got nothing else to add, so I'm going to end the episode. Uh, we love you. We cherish you. We we adore you. Adore you. Yeah, that's a good third one. All right. Bye. <clears throat>